We are living in a world where we are overstressed, overworked, overmedicated, and we're allowing anxiety, fear, and depression to run our lives. It's time we take a different kind of prescription to help remove our pain and get us back to living with the energy, focus, and enthusiasm that we all want to have. Every week, I promise to bring you education, strategies, and deep discussions that will help you become more resilient and eradicate stress-induced depression from your life. My name is Ryan Caligiuri, and welcome to The Resilience Prescription. That's crazy. I'm definitely going to get on that. Minimum $30 order, so minimum 24 shots. That's a weird budget. <laughs> so good, man. Yeah, going to be trying to negotiate with her. You're a dirty guy, man. Don't do it. How about 25 for 28 bucks? <laughs> All right. Man, Shenmue, your face was looking slim. It's looking so slim. What happened to your neck, man? Yo, it looks like Sean Henry from grade 12 over here, right? From the neck down. I weighed myself. I weighed myself. I'm I'm 15 pounds lighter. Damn. That's not that much. Crazy, no. 15 pounds is no, but just for how much you look at, you know? Oh yes, I agree. But I thought the time span. That's a lot. No, I know. Yeah, the weight is a lot, but I just mean like 15 pounds. You look like you lost like 20, 20 pounds. Yeah. Well, since I've been benching that, since I was 365 for six, <laughs> one rep weight. Day before. You were out of here, man. I hit you. I was one day away from 365. Oh, okay. This guy. <laughs> and then they want to try to take my <laughs> I knew you were up to something, Gray. Yo, man, I might do this before my next vacation. Just take a little off the side. <laughs> yeah. You might take a little colon off. Yeah, perfect. Yeah. Lean up. Yeah. All right, let's kick this thing off. Alright, what's going on everybody? Welcome back to this week's episode of Brain Jitsu. We got a uh, condensed version of the Brain Jitsu crew, Mr. Steve, today at Team Fit Pack. Today we got James, Sean with the Loud Factory, myself, the Resilience Prescription, Arlen at Arlen Gray on Twitter, my man Rico, Rico De Thomasis, and uh, our sponsor today. Cute little wine Arlen got here. Menage a Trois. Take a walk on the wild side and explore the pleasure of our Menage a Trois. Remember, uh, remember to the seduction of oh remember the seduction of the dark. This is a rich berry with a hint of pepper, on, with a lash lingering finish, leaving you wishing for more. It's very difficult to read. <laughs> All right, it's not that difficult. I don't know. Read really something. No, I'm having try reading it. Look at this. Read that. No, read that. You read it clearly. Go. Take a walk on the wild side and explore the pleasures of menage a trois. Surrender to the seduction of dark, rich berry with a hint of pepper, a lush, lingering... You know what? It doesn't matter what he says. <laughs> it doesn't actually matter. <laughs> why not, right? oh. Listen, I need to get my eyes checked. I was like right up here too. Right, I got to book some of my optometrist real quick. Unreal. Alright boys, as uh, we always do, let's start off with uh, some highs and lows over the past seven days. Uh, I always stumble on the, the lows, man. I feel like I'm on the on the, the up and up. Pretty, pretty even keel this week. Um, well, highs, yeah. Just with number two, baby number two, baby number one's doing awesome at home. Um, adjusting to baby number two, and baby number two is a sleeper. So I think this week is going going pretty darn well. Beautiful, yeah, it's great. No complaints. He shit all over me today. That was my low, I guess. <laughs> and this man's carpet. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's right. I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. 
Slow for the week, right there. Shit happens. <laughs> was it actually food? I thought it was pee. No, you shit everywhere. Oh. Sharding all over the carpet. All over me. Yeah, first time. It was bound to happen. So whatever. That's why when, when I walked out, I was like, I thought it was Ashley. Somebody said Ashley shit. And I was like, Ashley, what'd you do? I was so confused because I could smell it. <laughs> so confused. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Boy. just left. Good boy. Just mm. marking his territory. Who's next? Who's next? <laughs> Going over to Uncle Rico's next. Hey, what else you guys? Highs, lows? Um, well, I wasn't here last week, mm-hmm. so... Uh, Definitely a low. <laughs> that sucked, but uh, no, I had, uh, I had two pretty good weeks. The last two weeks have been much, much better. Uh, prior to that, I think the last show I was on, you know, I was frustrated, uh, haven't been sleeping well, yeah. elbow issues. I'm back in the gym. Uh, elbows allow me to, to work out, um, so that's been really good. Super productive last couple days. I actually had some, so I, I listened to most of the podcasts nice. of these episodes since you put it up in podcast format. Mm-hmm. So I've listened to like 15 episodes wow. in the last four days. I find, oh, it, almost, I find it almost enjoyable just to yeah. sit and listen. And uh, it just, it really makes me like... Like, I got so many good reminders from it, the information, the things we talk about, it just, it's awesome. And then the reminders and, you know, just thinking about it, thinking about our conversations we had and like reflecting on how have I been doing these things and uh, what can I do differently and stuff like that. And it's really helped me and kept me feeling really positive. It's funny, like the other day, um, my friend was complaining to me that I overpaid for something, that I, I paid way too much for something. And instead of like, getting stressed out about it or upset about it. I was just like, who cares? Like, how many things have I gotten for free? How many things have, like, just yeah. like, how many times has someone bought me a drink or bought me dinner or bought, you know, like, and how many things I've got discounts on? It's just like, so who cares that I overpaid for this one thing? Don't let it, like, it didn't bother me at all. I yeah. just, I couldn't care, yeah. couldn't care less. And then, uh, you know, it was just, what, the last week I was driving and it was, I had an annoying day, just a bunch of little tedious things happened one after another and I was like, I found myself getting frustrated and then I was really able to like catch myself and, and, and think about all the things that are going good and think about all the things that I'm grateful for. And it was just like, I owe a lot of that to, to you know, our discussions, so it's pretty cool. Totally. Um, yeah. So yeah, just those little, all these little things going on, a lot of, that just made my last two weeks really, really good. Cool, man. For Love low, I had, I had one kind of tough day at work. Mm. And uh, it was actually a very frustrating day at work. <coughs> it was just one shift. It was not a big deal. No, come and gone. It was a bad, bad moment. It's good, man. I love it. I left work and I was fine. Nice. <laughs> it's the way it should be, man. Yeah. It's the way it should be. Yeah. What about you, James? Highs, lows? Yeah, I'm trying to think about my uh, my low or my high. And the whole week is really, really like a blur. Mm. Um, That's good. Man, I honestly, I can't think of you. Honestly, I'd probably say the um, the <laughs> high has been the feedback that I've got, I've received from people listening to the Resilience Prescription. It uh, <clears throat> blew me away, really. I um, after the very first episode launch, which was the welcome, letting everyone know what, what was going down, and being like eight hundred thousand like downloads in a matter of like three days. I was like, that is. Incredible! It's awesome. So, so to hear all the feedback, it's just, it's nice, right? We're, we're thinking a lot about this, and again, like we said, it doesn't matter about the show. We're doing this anyways, but it's nice to see people kind of join in the journey, you know, join the journey and seeing how they're almost 
forming a very direct connection, which we could talk about later on, right? How people mm -hmm. are taking interest in the show, they're getting to know us, and I think that's a beautiful thing, man. So definitely the high. <clears throat> Lows, honestly, nothing stands out. Just a whole bunch of little things that just kind of creep in and bug me and get me down. But again, man, it's all about, you know, whatever's taking me down, I'll uh, go back in my head and find a way to pick myself back up, you know, go to the gym, surround myself with you guys listen to a good piece of music, be productive. You know, I know how to make my way back up. So nothing brought me down too far, like maybe like a four for a little bit. You know what I mean? Just a small little thing here and there. But overall, man, it's been uh, been good. It was so funny. Monday I was at the gym and I was listening to one of the episodes and uh, I was on the bench press. I was, I was doing a heavy day. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I was benching 365 for seven. <laughs> yeah. Piece no, of cake. Piece <laughs> of piss over here. You're a day away, man, a day away. Yeah, next yeah. time. I had like 265 on the bench and uh, I, I'm, you know, a couple reps in and Sean comes in on the podcast. I can't remember what he's talking about, but it made me laugh so hard that I almost killed myself. Awesome. I literally, oh, it was such a struggle. I almost dropped that bar on my neck and I'm like trying to get it up and I'm like laughing. Like I, People I, must have thought I was just nuts. I love that people listen and uh, they send me a message online like, listen to this section to this section. It's only about 20 seconds, but when you start talking, I couldn't tell the difference if it was you or Sean. I'm like, I love that somebody from just New Zealand picked that up and, and just was figuring out the difference between our voices. It's cool. Yeah, right? Like we're just cool. doing this to shoot this shit and have a conversation. If somebody yeah. tunes in, great, mm -hmm. right? But it's, it's cool to see that there's a ton of people tuning in. It's cool. Can I share one more high that yeah, I just realized absolutely. for the week? Um, and to give everyone at this table, uh, not to give us collectively a pat on the back, but like to express my appreciation for all of you. I noticed over the last week that, you know, like they talk about like the devil or the angel on your shoulders. A lot of the time when like negative shit is occurring in my head, it's, it's always in my own voice, you know, like whether it's criticizing someone else, especially criticizing myself, being hard, whatever. But like more and more often when I hear some positive shit that makes me smile or motivates me or inspires me, like each one of you have occurred like there's more of these voices just it. teaming up on one shoulder that Love far it. outweighs and that's cool is way louder than all the negative cool shit though. a lot of the time it's <laughs> yeah. the four of the, the guys sitting around this table and, and steve who's not here but like more and more often I'm, I'm hearing that and i can attribute it to each one of you guys so it's my appreciation for you Love that's that, dope. Man. i love that that's very cool very cool all right i'll kick off these highs those are, yo, you go oh, yeah i was just gonna say no so honestly i want to say the high i don't know if this sounds pessimistic or anything like that but my high was really that there was no loads it was just every day was just fine I can't believe how fast the week went by so that tells me that nothing too stressful happened because you know good times go by faster that's for sure totally so that's cool um, yeah just basically being appreciative for the yeah, good times yeah that it uh, maybe great. our weather sucks but uh, yeah. That's about it. This guy's searching deep. Oh, no doubt. Oh, hey, yeah, yeah, I like yeah, that. Yeah, I like Whether that. it's snowing. Yeah, I like yeah. that. Uh, <laughs> I kind of stumbled on my way in here, I guess. Like, that was rough. <laughs> <laughs> I love that, man. That's awesome. So we got to ask our boy Shenry, number one, where were you last week? What happened? And uh, give us the lowdown. And trust me, this will be the last time you have to say it because anytime you got to repeat this story, Hi. you just tell people go to episode 20 of Brain Jiu Jitsu. Yeah. You catch on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, any podcast app. All right, I'll tell you the damn story. <clears throat> okay, so my low, um, but Wednesday evening, uh, four in the morning, just woke up with like cold sweats. This was eight days ago now. And <clears throat> woke up with cold sweats vomiting like crazy and just you know hot cold heart beating out of my out of my chest eventually i'm like 
listen, <coughs> daddy needs to take me to the hospital. So I get my dad to take me to the hospital and they actually, you know, I, I thought it was maybe just like stomach flu or something just pretty mundane, nothing crazy. And <clears throat> as I'm waiting there, the pain just is getting more intense and more intense and more intense to the point where I'm like, dad, you got to get these guys to get me in there now. And so finally someone comes, it's been about 20 to 25 minutes and I'm like having a hard time even walking behind the nurse. I have my dad hanging on to me. He's helping me in there and like just immense pain from my stomach that I've never felt before. And I have, I finally get to the room, they say, put this on. And we have to put this on before we can help you kind of thing, the, the gown or whatever. I'm like, all right. As it's, as it's, as I'm about to, I'm trying to put this stuff on, I'm talking to myself, I'm like, you know, the pain is nothing. It's just a sensation. Tears are literally coming down my face. The, this pain that I've never experienced before in my life. I'm literally telling myself like, yo, you got this. This is nothing, this pain is nothing. You, this, this, this can't touch you, this is, it's just a sensation. All the while, tears are coming down my face. Nurses are looking at me like I'm crazy. And uh, they finally, they, like, they, they, they know that I'm like in extreme pain because I thought I was gonna pass out. And uh, they, they put the IV in me, give me some drugs right away for the pain and, and start, uh, start an IV for fluids. And I, I pretty much laid, laid up there from 6 a.m all the way to 11 a.m. where they were going to x-ray me. They finally x-ray me, I'm puking through the x-ray, I'm, I'm, I'm still not feeling well. I, I'm taking all the drugs they're giving me, my pain is still through the roof even though they're giving me pain meds. They, they're telling me it's some sort of stomach flu apparently. So I'm like, okay, <clears throat> that's cool, that's, 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 this is the worst stomach flu I've ever had, but if this is what you're going to tell me it is, this is what it is. Next doctor comes in, Dr. Scatliff, shout out to him. Went to St. Maurice with all of us. <laughs> and, uh, and the dude started pushing on my belly. He's like, yo, it's really tender here. He's like, yeah, like, I think it's your appendix. I'm like, oh damn, okay. Sets up a CT scan for me. Sure enough, CT scan comes back. This thing's ruptured. Ruptured appendix. Uh, I'm like, wow, fuck. Buddy dad, uh, my, my buddy's dad died from a ruptured appendix in the hospital literally died from this and I started thinking to myself listen mm. I didn't even really feel sad I just said to myself as I was talking to my spouse for the time I had if, if this is it for the time I had I used it wisely so I said I, I lived a good life for the time I was on this planet I lived a good life that's all I was thinking so the same thing when, we, when I walked in yeah that's literally all I was thinking you know what, we all gotta go someday. I, I just feel bad for my daughters. That's, that's cause what it comes down to. And, and of course, Ashley. Um, and, um, and yeah, so they transferred me over to the next hospital. The, uh, the surgeons there are talking about how, listen, we got you on these antibiotics. We're gonna go in there with a scope. We're gonna suck out all this stuff. We're gonna give you some big painkillers. Uh, uh, painkillers and meds and antibiotics and everything. We're gonna suck out all of the the uh, uh, appendix fluid that's kind of ruptured <clears throat> all over your stomach, and then maybe two to three weeks later, we're gonna look at removing the appendix afterwards. But we're gonna review this with all the with the radiologist tomorrow and see what he says. 
They review with the radiologist the next day. It's a completely different story. Appendix is, the, most of the fluid is, is uh, within the appendix still. They're not sure if some of it's ruptured or some of it's not. They look like there's micro tears there, which is causing you tons of pain and aggravation. We're going to try and get this thing out of you. The only way we're really going to know what's going on, we're going to put some cameras in you. We're going to take a look. We're going to have an incision there. And, and then we're going to take this thing out. And hopefully we're going to take it out without it rupturing inside of you. Because if, if the remainder of it ruptures inside of you, like different story. Yeah, dangerous. It's super dangerous. You'll have years of problems, if not worse. And if it's filled because of some sort of cancer and not because of some sort of polyp, and it ruptures, it's game over for you, kind of thing. So I'm like, well, okay. Well, I mean, I guess it's good that it's not ruptured. Uh, if it's partially ruptured or whatever else, I'm like, I, I guess that's better than it not being. So these guys have me on drugs for the next couple of days. My pain is crazy through the roof. I'm getting pain meds every three hours, on the three hours, pain meds, pain meds, pain meds. And they, had, they get like the head anesthesiologist at the hospital there. He's, uh, he's going through, he's telling me, he's asking me, have you ever had a surgery before? And like, I don't even know if, like I could be that 1% of people that don't even wake up from the anesthesiology medication. There was a guy just two months ago in Winnipeg, he didn't wake up, he went in for an a, a routine procedure. He had never had a procedure where he had been put under before. Never woke up. Had two kids. Very similar story to mine. And I'm like, I've never been put under before. And so he's asking me all these questions, all these kind of things. Never had any kind of surgery before. I'm like, no, never been put under before. Blah 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 blah. So that in and of itself was a risk. Along man, with all these other... That was too, by the way, super scary though, man. Like, that's right. the worst case scenario, but right. that's what you're going through your head. Fuck right. stress. And, like, and, he, and he's saying, like, man. there could be a chance that it's it's being filled from a mucus and a polyp. Could be a chance that it's a low-grade cancer. Could be a chance that it's a high-grade cancer. And we're going to have to take part of your intestines and, and lymph nodes out and all these kind of different things. I'm like, holy... And there's also a 1% chance that we're not going to be able to reconnect everything properly. And you're going to have a bag where you're pissing out of a bag. That's attached to you for oh, you. Right. Yeah, exactly. And I'm like, wow. Okay, sure. Hey, listen. I mean, we got to do whatever you guys think we got to do here. Obviously, I can't go, go home like this, right? So yeah. whatever it is that we do, we do. Um, so we go under. These guys take me over. They put the mask over, they're like, hey, just breathe some of this. I like, had no idea that this, it was all about to go down. They're like, yeah, just breathe a little bit of this. I'm like, oh, kind of stinks a little bit. Done. <laughs> right? Uh, I wake up. It was, about, it was a long procedure. It was about like five hours, I think, they had me there, something like that. I woke up, and instantly when I woke up and my eyes were open, I felt joyous. I didn't know the result of anything, but I'm like, yo. Step one. Step one. The, the, the stuff to put me under didn't kill me. Yo, I'm good. <laughs> I was feeling good instantly. I'm like, yeah! I thought it said so I think I was high as fuck on those meds. I'm like, yeah, baby! Oh, I'm like, yo, nurse! So yeah, I was so high. I was like, yo, nurse! She's like, yeah? Like, yo, am I pissing out of a bed right now? She's just like, she's like, no, you're not. I'm like, yeah, baby! I'm, I'm, like, I'm like, you have a catheter? I'm like, what? 
I'm like, yeah, but we'll, we'll, we'll take that up. I'm like, that was that was a disconcerting feeling right there. Just <laughs> needle yeah, scratch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was, that was all kinds of fucked up. We were there so. when you uh, when the when they wheeled. I remember. I remember. And then he just looks up and sees us. I don't even know what you call. That was the best. Yeah, just like, just yo, that was that was. <laughs> Generation X, you yeah. know, that suck it, suck it, baby. And then this guy said something like, "Yo, they had to take take a piece off." I'm like, "Yo, it's still double what you got." <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about that. So I was on point. Didn't yeah. just, didn't skip a piece. So yeah, I was I, I was pretty high there. I was I was but but yo, listen, it uh, it uh, worked out pretty good. I um, feeling way better than I was even just a few days ago. And uh, so that was the low. Um, the high was the beautiful support you guys gave me, man. Uh, like yeah, there was always one of you guys in the hospital or whatever else, checking up on me, sending me messages. Uh, you know, shout out to Ashley. She stayed like eighty percent of the time. Donovan came through. Daily came through. Lots of people came through. My cousin, family members. They all kind of came through. And that beautiful message we got from uh, St. Martin there. Yeah, Dave St. Martin, my man. Yeah, that, that, that was a beautiful little pick-me-up. You know what, I was, uh, it was one of those days where uh, I felt... Um, At seven. <laughs> down, seven and a half. Don't even <laughs> get out of here. Don't hurt him. <laughs> I, I know, but I was, I was feeling like, when is this ever going to get better? I was having those feelings like, I'm nauseous. I'm not doing good. When is this gonna feel more like myself? And even now, it doesn't feel like I'm 100%. Like, like far from it. Like I feel like I'm 70. But like at the same time, like when is it gonna feel like like me? And and I felt like I was almost in it, almost a little bit of a shitty mood. And I got that video and it started to put me up. And it remind actually Gray <laughs> reminded me of something that actually made me kind of laugh and hurt myself a little bit. Um, he said, "You know, if you look in the mirror, I, I remember him saying something. You look in the mirror, I had a, just a grimace on my face, and I forced myself to smile. And it, just the act of forcing yourself <laughs> to smile was so dumb. It was goofy. It was so dumb. I remember you saying this once before that it was so dumb." That actually made myself laugh, and I'm like, yeah, listen, yeah. you know, it's just a matter of time. Yeah, this just just happened. Like, let's give it some time. Let's let some of these drugs wear off. And so now I'm, I'm on the up and up. I, you know, I didn't think I was gonna make it here today, but I did. That's another plus. Um, oh, cheers yeah, to that, man. man. And, yeah, uh, yeah, 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 man. Yep, From so the guy cheers. who uh, the guy who never experiences any lows, eh? But he experienced a pretty heavy low, man. So it's, well, uh, I, I, but I, like my 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 mood wasn't that low. No, it was just a circumstantial low, right? Like death. <laughs> of course, but that's what I mean, though, right? Like like of course it's circumstantial, but as yeah. is everything else. But what is happening in your life that's bringing you down? This man had was facing death on multiple like options here. It's fucking scary. That's why I interjected in the middle of your story because I'm like, let's not forget that. Like, you were literally sitting there being like, I may never open my eyes again. That's stressful as fuck, man. Like, I'm putting myself in your shoes right now. I'm like, God damn. Or the thought of just, I gotta have a bag on me. Like, my life could change forever or my life could be done today. And it actually, like, I don't know if, it, if you got through your head and maybe you didn't go there, but it's just like thinking about like, fuck, what would I, what would I have done differently, you know? I know you probably didn't think that, but it's literally thinking about the people you love the most. And it's just like, man. 
I didn't right. think that for a second. I said to myself, you know what? I, you're never gonna act perfectly. You're never gonna have a perfect life. And for the time that I had here, I did a damn good job of it. I'd like to have more time, but if this is where it ends, if this is like the 37 years ends or whatever, I mean, yo, I, I did the best of, with the time that I had. That's the I was happy with it. It's, it's people's response to stress that always fascinates me. Stress or <clears throat> like facing loss, for example. One of my very good friends, Darcy, we run the conference together here locally, and um, he, his, his father passed away about, uh, maybe about a week before our conference. And this guy's always been, he's just one of the most like punny guys. You know, he loves puns, super funny, great attitude. Um, when his dad died, his dad and him were very close and uh, they would always go to like Rough Rider games and stuff like that, very, very close. And his dad died, his dad died suddenly. So anyways, I wanted to see when he, the first time I saw him after finding it out, he was at the conference. And literally, I, d I don't want to bring it up, you know, I'm just like, hey brother, how you doing? Like, good conversation. <clears throat> and then one of our friends goes by and goes, hey guys, I'm going to be gone during lunch. Uh, I'm going to miss lunch. Is that okay? I'm like, yeah, for sure. I'm like, what are you missing lunch for? And he goes, oh, I'm, uh, I'm having lunch with my dad. My dad's turning 73 today. It's so my buddy Darcy. He looks over and he's like, oh, real nice. At least you have a dad. And kind of like gives him like one of these looks, like a joke, right? And we just start laughing. And I'm like, my God, man, like he's making jokes. Conference is done. I'm packing up all this stuff. And I go to the trunk and I open up the trunk and I'm putting all of our projectors in there. I'm like, what the fuck do you have? runners in your trunk for in a bag like what are you doing he's like real nice Ryan way to make fun of my dad's runners the last thing he wore when he died oh, just so heartless and I just started <laughs> laughing man I'm like oh my and he starts laughing he just bursts out laughing and I, I that had such an, a profound impact on me because I don't approach death that way he used humor to, to look at death. He just lost his father, very close with, great relationship with, and he, the man's cracking jokes. Those were just two. He probably cracked like 10 jokes over the, over the, the span of like three days. That's probably how, a little bit of how he copes. Um, but at the same time, the fact that he was in good spirits to say that, people's response to stress always surprised me. Your response to stress surprised me. When I was in the room, you were there, and I said, how do you feel? Like obviously hear the news, you're probably like scared, maybe a little anxiety, and you're like, no. You're like, in fact, this is what I thought. And word for word, that's just what you said. That response surprised me. I was like, wow. Like, I don't think I would have responded that way. I probably would have responded completely differently. But then in my mind, I'm like, why don't I respond that way? You know, when I lose somebody, why don't I respond like Darcy? I want to aspire to that. Where I, I, my commitment to my, my, my resilience, being happy, um, there's always different perspectives that somebody brings. And so I appreciated that perspective. I appreciated Darcy's perspective and it, it makes me want to get better at, you know, being the energy that I want to see in my life. You know? I don't know, just a different thought. Great. It's gonna take you guys down. Yeah, a little little rabbit hole there. <laughs> no, I I followed man and I agree. But like what that might come naturally to this the the Tools or strategies that Sean used might come naturally to him. Mm -hmm. Tools or strategies that Darcy used might come naturally to him. I'm sure, like we from the outside would look at your response in certain situations the same way. Mm -hmm. But it is kind of neat that I think that you looked at that and, and realized like these are strategies that I might be able to employ or fall yeah. back on when all yeah. else fails, right? Like maybe if I'm not coping well, I could try humor or could try whatever you know, like sure. strategy. Sean will come naturally to Sean. So yeah. I followed you, I, I, I cool. agree. No, I think it's just very interesting. It's uh, everyone around us at the end of the day is a teacher. 
I think as we all know, there's also something we can learn from each other, but there's so much we can learn from other people. And look at other people who are going through stress and coming out in a very, in a, in a very healthy, you know, very, I don't know, I, I call it healthy, in a very healthy way. And I thought that that approach, that mindset, man, despite going through, you know, some pretty stressful times, was like inspirational to me, man. But that was awesome. Yes. Well done, brother. Yeah, man. Man got out. Man, for sure, man, man got out unscathed. Sure. So, you know, man, you'd be hitting the courts next week or what? What's going on? Man was making jokes. I don't know if we pressed record yet, but he was. He's he's making excuses. Man's trying to do seven reps for 365 pounds. He said he was, was six one, reps. one rep away. One rep away before they took that appendix away. We'll never know. We'll that never was know. his strength. The appendix was that strength. Where did it came from? That's so funny. Oh, 15 pounds down the shitter. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I was gonna say it's probably a good thing, yeah, but it's probably, it's probably yeah, a good, it's probably thing. good thing. Yeah, you look good, man. Your uh, neck looks skinny, like grade yeah. 12, Sean. <laughs> it's true, grade 12, Sean, man. It's crazy. All right, so this week I want to talk a little bit about um, one of the pillars of resilience, and that's self belief, confidence in yourself. How do you, or how did you, I mean, again, five, five guys in the room here, I think, for the most part, I would all consider us. Confident individuals, right? Yeah. Right? I would think so. Yeah. How'd you get there? How'd you build confidence? People out there right now who maybe have presentations, they have new endeavors they want to do, they're scared to do them. Maybe people want to start a new gym routine and they're scared to go to the gym. You have a lot of fear. How did you, or do you have a moment in your life where you guys look back and you say, you know, this is, these are all the contributing factors that help me build my confidence. Here's how I start to build my self belief. Do we have any takeaways? Do we have anything that we can share about building self-belief? You know, I, I, I always think about certain instances in my life where I was feeling unconfident and some external factor like really recent, let me... Recently? Re really, no, no, as uh, just going through life. Oh, I understand. Uh, and, and an external factor made me realize that like, yo, like it's the exact opposite. And just being present to the whole situation. Like I remember... Hate to always bring this back to like a basketball reference, but <clears throat> I remember uh, first time playing basketball in St. Maurice. Mm. A bunch of new people didn't really know anybody, and like just playing whatever else. And Magic was mm. playing on the other team, and I, I remember feeling like just a, like uh, not very confident with the whole scenario, whatever else. It just just mm. felt uncomfortable, or whatever. And I, I, you know, put a couple down, and I, I think on the third or fourth one, I put in. I remember Magic specifically saying something like, "I told you, you can't let him shoot the basketball. Dude, stop letting him shoot the basketball." And instantly, I turned from someone who was very uncomfortable with my surroundings, whatever else, to like hyper confident. Mm. Like, crazy. Oh, oh, you didn't want crazy. me to shoot the basketball? Now that's all I'm gonna do. Just bust it in your eye now. That's crazy. And like, yeah, that's it. <laughs> Why did it? Yo, I, I wasn't even trying to make this a moment. It's not, yo. <laughs> Where did that come from? I was hoping we could just glance over that and walk right <laughs> through this guy. This guy. Straight face, man. I tried not to laugh. <laughs> Do we edit it? Nah, we don't edit it. Oh, sure. Listen, but yo, know, you guys get what I'm saying. You know, just but uh, but yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, that made me like hyper confident yeah. with with my whole position and how I felt about everything. That one like split second, five second moment, I feel so much confidence. Yeah, and just and just even just 
like uh, words of affirmation. I just feel like in general, moving forward through life, if I've had specific words of affirmation, like, hey, Sean, you're looking good. You're like, huh, cool. I was kind of feeling not very confident. You just told me I look good. Huh, maybe I do. Motherfucker, I don't look good, oh, right? right? And the next thing you know, you, you kind of start wearing some of these compliments that you're receiving, and before you know it, it's you're not feeling unconfident anymore. You're not feeling that. And I think it's just cool. being surrounded by like positive mindsets, positive people, people that are going to lift you up as opposed to push you down. And yeah, but don't you think that everyone probably has some of that in their life? What separate you? What separates you from taking, like internalizing those compliments from the person who's like, yeah, but he's probably just being nice to take advantage of. Well, like some people can turn like a genuine compliment into yes. an insult. Like this is true just, as well. So what separated you from being like? Simple-mindedness. You know, you're giving me a compliment. Take it at face value. Take yeah. it at face value. I'm just an, an optimist. I, I've always been an optimist, always growing up. Why would you complimenting me all of a sudden? I, I would think that that's a negative. I usually take what most people say at face value. So if you're going to spit in my face, I'm going to punch you in yours. Right? <laughs> even, if it, even if it were in some sort of, well, I don't know backwards ass place where you're supposed to spit in the other guy's face. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I guess, uh, it's a bad example, but. No, I guess to your point though, again, Sean comes from a place where he's an optimist. He was kind of born an optimist, it seems. And so he naturally took that at face value, but I understand what you're saying, where some people will receive a compliment and say, you look great today, and they won't receive it. Yeah. Right? I look great, get out of here, I look fat, he's okay. probably just trying to get in my pants or whatever, like it's, some people will just turn it into a negative. Yeah, yeah. Or totally. Or I know guys like that too, where it's like, man, you're looking lean. Man, get the hell out of here. I still got so much fat on me. So what is that that people don't start to accept those compliments anymore? I love it by the way, so number one, how do you build confidence? Answer number one there. Affirmation, right? When you're getting compliments from other people, that means a lot. That's one way of building it. I think number two is to recognize it and to accept it. Because I think far too often we 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 maybe get a lot of compliments, but we maybe don't pay attention to it. You know? So that's what that's the second one. The third one that you mentioned, which was um, kind of like underneath there, is surrounding yourself with cheerleaders. When you surround yourself with people who support you, there's a higher likelihood these people are gonna support you or say, man, good job, or, or, or you know, good job, girl, like you, you killed it today, and just, yeah, I did kill it today. Or somebody say, man, you're really strong today. You're right, I wasn't feeling strong, but maybe I am stronger than I think, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, there's three ways right there that we can start to build self-belief build confidence in ourselves, right? But again, it takes discipline to incorporate that into our mindset, into our way of thinking. So I love that. What about you guys? Anything else? Any stories? By the way, great story. Like you can show, here's another thing. This is how you recognize it. But also out there, if you're watching, if you're listening, be somebody who gives it, right? Give, yeah. When you're at the, at the drive-in, getting coffee or McDonald's or whatever, um, tell the person, you know, you're doing a really good job or somebody who's serving you your food. Just gotta say, you're a really good waitress today, or you're a really good waiter. Thank you so much. You never know. Because you know what's funny? I'll tell you my story now, sorry. When I was working at 7-Eleven, um, I was, when I was 15 years old, man, I started working when I was 15. When I was at 7-Eleven, I uh, was by myself, and we were at like, one of the busiest stores in North America. One of the busiest. They had gas, Slurpees, the most Slurpees sold in that location, uh, like six, seven years in a row. It was craziness. <clears throat> so one guy called in sick, and I was alone for an hour in like a hot July where it's plus 30 outside, what the heck am I gonna do? So I was literally working three tills at once. One till here, one till here, one till here. This was gas, two Slurpees, and the lineup was like all around the corner, out the door, one guy. 
craziness. It wasn't that long, maybe it was like half an hour, but still it was half an hour. Every single person that I rang up, hi there ma'am, how are you today? Good, just a slurpee, just a slurpee, dollar one-on-one. Thank you so much, have a good day. Hi sir, is this all for you today? Great, anything else? No, perfect, great, 123. Thank you so much, have a great day. And so one lady before, I, same thing, I'm just in my role, I'm on a roll. One lady stops, she goes, touch my hand, she goes, you're really good at what you do. You take so much time for each of us, good job. And she walked out and I just went back to it, back to it. I never forgot that even today, I remember that one compliment. And it's funny because I was 15 years old. I'm a 34 yeah. year old man and I still remember that compliment. I still remember exactly how I felt when she told it. So we're all trying to figure out how to build self-belief. Maybe be somebody who contributes to building somebody's self-belief. Give some compliments as I, well. I, I couldn't Great. agree more. Me that and Ashley advice. always talk about how like, if you see someone who's like, you know, really pretty or put together or you like something about them or whatever else, yeah. even if they're of the opposite sex, yeah. like go up, talk to them and say, yo, listen, like, mm. you're doing your thing, you're killing it. Like this or that or whatever else, like, yo. Shots get hit with sexual harassment give, things. Yeah. <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> but yeah, but just like, just, just give, give, if you truly believe that something's cool or somebody's doing a good job. Be authentic about else, it, right? Be yeah. super authentic yeah. about it and just be like, hey, listen, like that's, that's something that's really cool and just like, yo. Someone's rocking a nice bag and a nice pair of shoes. Someone's looking really Whatever it happens to be. You know? I, I happen to give those compliments all the time. If, if, I, if I see somebody who is, I think is, is killing it or whatever, or has a shirt on that I really like, I will always go up to that person and be like, yo, that's a dope shirt. You don't realize. I love just, that shirt. You don't realize just how much. And, and then and you'd be like, yo, thanks, man. I'm like, yeah, man, keep rocking that. That's dope. You know, you're yeah. looking good in that thing. You don't want to make someone feel good uh, right away. As soon as you make someone feel right away, a good way to, a good strategy to that is give to get. So let's just say you're feeling down, right? Let's just say you're sitting at a four, you're kind of pissed off. Go and compliment someone. Go and like buy someone food. Go and like buy some mitts and toques or food or whatever, some McDonald's cheeseburgers and go down to like Salvation Army and hand it out to some of the people outside who are hungry. If you want to pick yourself up, give. Give compliments. Um, give, give whatever. And in return, you'll get satisfaction. You'll get the happiness from that. One thing that I do sometimes when I'm down, I'll literally, the reason why I said the McDonald's and Salvation Army is because I do that. I'll literally drive down to the McDonald's on Mountain Maine, <coughs> pick up like 15, 20 cheeseburgers, literally drive down to Salvation Army Park and walk out there and just hand out, hand out burgers to people. And people are just saying like, thank you so much. It's the only thing I've eaten all day. God bless, God bless, God bless, God bless. And you see all these happy people because they get just like $1 cheeseburger. But I immediately walk back from there feeling good. You know, not to say that I'm a better person, but it's just like, do something good for someone. You, I, I couldn't agree more. Anytime you do like a nice gesture for somebody, you just feel good. Totally. It's just, it, you just end up feeling good. Whether or not you're doing it for yourself or not, I'd like to think that I'm not doing it for myself, yeah. but inherently I will always feel good Absolutely. if I do that. Absolutely. So how does that act of giving make you more confident person? It doesn't make me a confident person. It, doesn't I, make, it just makes me happy, right? I was just kind of taking on different, oh, different, okay. different, different spin. I was gonna say I do because I almost feel like it's. It seems almost counterintuitive, but I know for myself personally, just someone's reply in a positive manner boosts my confidence a little bit. So if you find somebody that you know, let's say for example they have, um, especially if someone has something like out there that's above average, if they put more ha uh, time into their their hair, their appearance, whatever, they've done that out of purpose. They haven't done it just, they didn't just True. fall together. True. A girl or guy that's well-dressed didn't just wake up out of bed and do that. They put extra effort. So I feel if you really can pick up on that and it's genuine and you compliment somebody, just even them acknowledging, because they know that they put an effort. You don't have yeah. to tell them, yeah. you don't have to remind a girl that she spent three hours to do her hair. 
when you give a genuine compliment and then they acknowledge that, then they know, hey, I was recognized for something that I did. And their positive reaction back to you, whether that it's the thank you, you know what I mean, or a smile back, that gives me confidence, 100%. Yeah, yeah. And it makes me want to do it more and more. Exactly, it reinforces it. So for me, sometimes when I am feeling like in my shell a little bit, or I'm not as confident, I will kind of force myself to go out there and whether it is be more polite, um, complimenting somebody, helping out, whatever it may be, and in return, oh. I get that kind of confidence back because hey, people appreciate who I am or what I'm doing, that, and, it, and it definitely is that kind of circle. I, I totally agree, and you hit on another thing too. It's just the forcing yourself to actually do that, mm -hmm. despite the social constructs or whatever. Like the yeah. fact that you know that person might not want to be talked to or whatever. Like getting over all that in your head and just saying, you know, fuck it. It's it's coming from a place of like good genuine appreciation i'm going to say this anyway it might make their day it probably will make their day it might not whatever i'm going to do it anyway builds confidence right like because yeah. i've had that conversation in my head where i was like well this person looked grumpy or like i don't want to get into a conversation whatever i'm just like you know what fuck it i like that the way they're dressed their <laughs> shoes the way they just treated someone else and yeah. i want to comment on it they're doing a good job at work i'm going to say it anyway so after doing that a couple times it's like Man, I could break the ice with anyone. Whether mm -hmm. it's like trying to accomplish something or just paying sure. a compliment, it's easy for me to walk up to someone and just say hello. Yeah. How are you? My name is Arvin, right? So totally helps build confidence. And, and, and the random compliments, I don't think I've ever had a negative response no, from a random no. compliment that I've given. Like just a random, like I'm at the grocery store or whatever else, and I, I like see somebody with a nice shirt or whatever else, and I give them a random compliment. I don't think I've not once ever had a negative result from that. I have, I have in the sense that uh, it made, let's say, a female very uncomfortable. Oh, really? And I was like, there's no, there's no motive behind this, no whatever, but like, I could tell that she was just kind of a shy person. It wasn't like, totally. she's like, what is he, what is his shoes? Person? It's like, oh God. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So I, she just kind of climbed up and I was just like, I'm on my way. Yeah. Like, this is, this is where this conversation ends. Yeah. I just wanted to say that and went about my business. So Do you ever, she might walk away from that conversation being like, wow, I viewed that situation wrong. Hopefully, I don't know, yeah. but it wasn't like, it didn't dis, um, dissuade me from yeah. continuing to dress. Did you ever feel uncomfortable or worried to give a compliment? Because I, I am sometimes, so for example, there's a guy at the gym, you've probably seen him, where um, he came in, I remember seeing him a year ago and he was so big, so mm. big. Where, where's, where's, I don't know if you know me, wears glasses, always sits in the sauna afterwards, always listens to like, I don't know, it doesn't matter. Yeah. But he, he's so big. I knew and now when I see him, I'm like, wow, like, he looks really good. And so I wanted to wait, like we're in the sauna, there's like four other guys and I'm like, man, I, I feel like I should compliment him because I see how hard he's working, he's so dedicated, he's always in here and he's clearly lost a ton of weight. I bet you, it, you know, like kudos to you, man. I, I felt uncomfortable because I didn't want to like just sure, be, yeah. be the guy giving the compliment everyone and him being like, social constructs, you're worried about all the other yeah. stuff. I am, right? So as soon as those two guys left, I was like, perfect. I'm like, man, real quick, I'm like, your dedication to the gym, you're always in here, man. I got to say like, within a year's time, like how much did you lose? And he perks up and he's just like, oh, that's 110 pounds. And I'm like, get out of here, man. I'm like, congratulations. He's like, thank you. He's like, it's been really hard. It's been tough, been, been a slog, but every day we fight through, right? I'm like, that's right, every day we fight through. And he's like, thanks. Put his earphones on, I'm like, man, that's, that's cool. Like, I'm, I'm glad I did that. I'm glad I just waited for those other two to leave. But the whole thing, I thought when I walked away afterwards, I just said, 
Why was I uncomfortable about that? Well, because he didn't want those other two to be like, who's he's this homo? He's hitting on them. <laughs> you know, who, who is it? But really, who cares? Like, yeah. You know, like, I'm kidding. I know, no, but it was the truth. I get it. No, I still got jokes. It's not, but that's like what's going through our head, right? Like when, I don't know, I can't speak for you, but certain times when you don't do something, you're like, because it's going to be perceived a certain way, mm-hmm. right? That's what stops you from doing it, but who cares? You know what it was, honestly? It was, it's, it's funny, because I, I, I'm a very confident person. I'm a confident person. I don't care. Like, I'll be the guy in the middle of the grocery store who just belts out and starts singing. And I don't care who starts watching me. I really don't care. I'll be a goofball and don't give a damn. I just don't. I'll park my cart sideways in the middle of Costco. Stop I don't care. Oh, stop <laughs> it. Yes. I, don't, I don't care. I don't care. God bless him. Just he knows not what he does. Just kidding. <laughs> Yo, by the way, yo, grease the lightning. And like yeah. paying compliments and all right, 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 right. Sorry, okay. So my, my reason for getting tell us how good we look at our white teeth. Yeah, Alright, take it easy, Jim. Um so uh, my, my one thing there, the reason why I was uncomfortable, the reason why I held back was because I was afraid of rejection. Because in my mind afterwards I was thinking, I'm a very confident person. Why does that bother me? Why did that why did that bug me? One guy sitting here, two guys sitting here, and I was just afraid of rejection. Rejection that if I compliment this guy, what happens if this guy goes, he looks up, or what if he doesn't hear me, right? He's got yeah. his earphones on, what if he doesn't hear me? And I'm like, then I'm sitting there like, oh boy. <laughs> now I have to walk up to him and be super awkward and, and you know, make a thing out of it. So I just kind of future paced it in my head and said, oh, like what's the worst thing that could happen here? And I just wanted to avoid it, you know, but that was a point where my confidence was shook a little bit. And I was just saying, man, like, I was a little insecure. You're a little insecure, aren't you? I know yes. you are. Very insecure. <laughs> Give me this one. I know I look good. <laughs> yeah, take it easy. Relax. Relax good. those. Relax those little arms. Easier of us do, but not both together. Now I'm super self-conscious. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Just take off your sweater, man, at some no, point. I'll just burst out laughing. Okay, but we've already identified, in terms of how we build self-belief, we've identified a number already. Sure. We've identified words of affirmation. Um, we've identified actually receiving and accepting the compliment. We've identified um, surrounding yourself with cheerleaders. Um, Giving compliments. <laughs> giving compliments also also reciprocates. There's some confidence as well. Oh yeah. Um, you know another one though. It's it's another one. Just take a tally. Take a tally of all the good compliments you've been given. You kind of wrote that down. Kind of similar. It's just for me. 
and this kind of falls in line with that, it's like collecting wins, just whatever jar or some people do it mentally, but it's kind of what we were talking about before, where you're like writing down things mm -hmm. that you've accomplished mm -hmm. and taking inventory, <laughs> taking inventory of that every once in a while to build confidence. And you know what? It might be small shit, but uh, I was listening to, I can't remember who, who made this point, but... <laughs> When if someone is thinking about becoming like a lawyer, like we've all accomplished great shit, everyone, independently, individually, I mean, not just the people at this table, I mean, all of us have, um, but a lot of the time we don't, take, we don't take inventory, we don't take stock of that, right? So someone was talking about the world doesn't need another lawyer, let's say, but you, the world needs another lawyer from the Middle East who's played basketball for 15. Like, so maybe any one of those things individually doesn't allow you to derive confidence and think like, whatever, but your unique combination of W's, nobody else has. So all of those things give you a very unique perspective that not another person can take credit for. For me, collecting W's, even if they're small shit, in and of themselves is a big thing, but combining those together, nobody else has the, the particular very specific set of accomplishments that I have. That's so that cool. allows me to develop When you pose the question about <coughs> where do we get our confidence from, my first thought was where am I, where do I feel the most confident? Oh, yeah, yeah, and yeah. That, my the first thought instantly was the soccer field. Good point. So, confidence? Confident. Yeah, no, I'm just sorry, I'm asking oh. what competence yeah, has yeah, so, yeah, so that's where I was going to go with this. So, oh, so your confidence is equal to your level of competence. Instead. Right, so Understood. I didn't cool. always like technology. Oh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> easy peasy. Man. I feel like I could teach a course. But, uh, you want to tell them about how I had to explain how to send an email the other day? <laughs> oh, <laughs> He told us. Well, he had the fork. I was like, Sean, that was genuinely vexed. Yeah, I, told them. I, I got to learn to send an email. And that might want to would have triggered the appendix right there. <laughs> 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 That's what he said. 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 That's so that confidence grew as I got more experience coaching, as I took more coaching courses, right? Um, how I, like, you know, I got more certification, uh, more licenses. Um, and I, I remember there'd be days, you know, years ago where like a parent would ask me like, why, why do you teach, why do you teach it this way, right? And I would always think like, Oh, should I have not have taught it this way? Is he, does he know something I don't know? Whereas maybe he was just curious, right? It was just pure curiosity, but then I would always, you know, I would start second guessing myself, why is he asking these questions? Now it's just like, I'll tell you exactly why I teach it this way, you know? So those cool. years of experience, those hours and hours of <coughs> in the soccer field That's have cool. really helped me be confident and it just allows me to be a better coach. And then looking at it from on the flip side, so as, uh, as, a, as the head coach, like, right, I have, you know, a team of a team of coaches working under me, how to build their confidence. Yeah. So I thought for for example, like this summer, this summer I put a lot of my uh, coaches really on the spot without telling them. So I would I would run a session, they would watch me run a session, they'd work with me as I run the session, and then we I'd run the exact same session 
an hour later with with a different team and so I just you know call the guys in call the group in and start talking to them and then they're like all right Joseph you're up hmm. and they're like what put him on the spot run go run practice nice it's all you and uh, I did I did nice. this a bunch this summer and the feedback I got from them after because I would talk to them after you know how'd you feel about that and then you know they were all nervous and like what like you know and then, but after they're like, oh wow, I feel like, you know, if you need me to run a session, I can do it, you know? So helping build Huge. the confidence. And then I look at my, my career, like at, at work. Um, can I interject for just yeah. a second here? That right there is such an important um, way to build confidence is to take on things that force you to increase your confidence. You might join Toastmasters and know that you're not a very good speaker, but you might put yourself in that situation to begin to build your confidence. The opportunity that you gave somebody else. You want to build your confidence? You have to take actions to actually do things that will force you to be scared and you got to act anyways. It's going to build confidence. It's always funny. I never forgot this. <clears throat> I, I don't remember where I heard this, but when people pray to God for courage, they sit there and they say, I don't feel more courageous. God, you didn't make me courageous. No, because God doesn't give you courage. God gives you the opportunity to be courageous. Right? You don't ask God, you know, to be to be fearless. God gives you the opportunity to look fear in his face and act anyways. Right? And I forgot where I where I heard that, but I, I never forgot that. Right? When people pray for courage, you don't get courage. You get opportunities to be courageous. And so his I, his point there really brought that up for me to say, wow, like you can give somebody the opportunity to be courageous by helping them step a little bit outside their comfort zone. Doing something that they might be a little bit afraid to being doing something that's not comfortable to them. You want to build confidence? Do the things that make you a little bit uncomfortable. Brilliant. And you did it yourself by coaching and doing it on your own, and then now you're helping others do that. Yeah. I like the same. Yes, I was saying with my job. Now I'm in a managerial role, and uh, um, I have confidence. I have confidence. Um, you know, managing a team of employees because I take the time to really know. The ins and outs, all the policies, everything that about my work, um, and I'm confident in in different situations that I'm able to to uh, basically guide my my team of employees on how to do their job better, right? So I think just educating yourself, really knowing whatever whatever your job is, whatever whatever your responsibilities are, at work, really owning them and understanding them. And I completely agree. It's it's and it's also putting yourself in an opportunity. Yeah, in the right environment to be competent. Know your strengths. The one thing that I always have a problem with is people, and I don't know what you guys think about this, where people say, you know, focus on your strengths, but improve your weaknesses. Focus on your weaknesses. I take a completely different philosophy to that. Like, F your weaknesses and double down on your strengths. Yeah, who needs to send emails? Right? Like, F emails, right? Screw that business. Man's a great soccer coach. Get off his ass. Jesus. Yeah, I think we need to rethink this strategy. Yeah, maybe a little bit. No, but seriously. I just got to send my email. I not say that we don't focus on self-improvement. Get out of here. But all I'm saying is, like, for your career, right? Double down on your strengths. People who are trying to figure out where, they, where you know, their place is in the world, what are you strong at? What are you best at? You know, it's funny, but... For me, I've always looked at myself as um, a marketer. Yeah, bozo. Definitely bozo number one. Uh, sales marketer number two, right? And in marketing, there's multiple different facets of marketing. I was an idiot when I first got out of school, and I was like, I'm a marketing expert. Started writing for the Globe and Mail, and people were like, you're a marketing expert. Tell me about SEO. Tell me about social media. Tell me about direct response advertising. Talk to me about traditional advertising. 
sitting there like, I gotta do a lot more reading. So I started reading a lot more. But in the end, I realized I didn't give a shit about any of this stuff. So I literally condensed it down. I said, what can I be the best in the world at? You know, my hedgehog concept. Do one thing great. If you do one thing great, that's better than doing a whole bunch of things mediocre. And when I do that one thing great, man, do I build my confidence, right? Mm -hmm. do I, um, I, I reference hedgehog concept. That's uh, Jim Collins' good to great. And he says that there's a lot of people in the world, businesses, who are wily foxes. They're very cunning. They're very um, uh, creative. They can do many different things to try and get that hedgehog. They can jump, they can pounce, they can, they can crawl, they can dig, they can do so many different things. The hedgehog does one thing, very simple. It curls itself into a little ball, right? Spikes come out, it's, it's saved. Jim Collins says that's what businesses need to do, that's, that's what people need to do, is we need to niche, is essentially what he's saying. Don't do a million things okay, do one thing great. And I think that with your example there, do one thing great, that's one fantastic way to build your confidence. Get really competent in a particular area. Become an expert at something, and that's gonna build your confidence. If then you can parlay into other areas of your life. I love that. Great thing to do as, as, as a kid, right? The kids in your soccer program, kids who are excelling in their soccer program and going into your advanced program, all those kids probably have a high, will probably have a higher level of confidence, hopefully, as long as if nothing disturbs them, they have a great base moving forward in life. It's cool. Now, if I had to add to that, you're like I gotta commend you because I always try, I'm always, I don't always try, now I try to kind of surround myself with people that are a little more, like, more out of my comfort zone than what I am, typically, because I know it was someone growing up for me, it was my dad, like he was, he was a very confident person, so he had no problem walking up to a stranger and talking to them mm. or whatever the case may be, and it made me uncomfortable when I would take along as a kid. Interesting. Yeah. But, and so I was like, you know, kind of like embarrassed a little bit. Well, at first when I was young, really young, I was like, like unaware. And, and then as I got older as a teenager, I was like, embarrassed. Like, dad, why are you talking to everybody? You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. But it allowed me in the future now to kind of almost look back at it. And I'm glad that I was kind of in those, because I can see how it was done. And it was, it was a good thing. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And now I can kind of practice that in my life. I'm glad those people are kind of surrounded with or surrounded by it. And now I even try to go with, if I'm doing something, even a new experience, to be with people that would push kind of my comfort zone because it will, I know, bleed into other parts of my life. So I'm glad that you are forcing your coach to do that because in, I guarantee you in the future, it will help them in their endeavors, however you may. That's cool, man. Just being around confident people can give you confidence. Did you guys have role models when you guys grew up that gave you confidence? Because as you think about that, I had one and you might laugh at me, but my role models, I was a huge like WWF fan growing up as a kid. And I love just the bravado, the confidence that Shawn Michaels had. You know, how he just like carried himself, the smirks on his face. And I, I, I lacked a little bit of confidence, you know, in, in junior high and when I was younger, when I was like maybe like 14, 15. And so I'd watch wrestling and it would make me feel more confident because I started working at 7-Eleven super early. I would always get nervous talking to the customers and there were other people that I was working with who were older. So I, I looked and I, I now look back and I say, Shawn Ma Michaels was a role model. Before I would go to work, I'd literally watch how he would like act, going out to like the ring and smirking. And I would literally walk away feeling more confident. And I go to work and in those times where I was working with customers, the first thing I would think about in my head was Shawn Michaels. I was like, yo man, this guy had some bravado. Where's my bravado at? You know, bring out my, my cockiness. And honestly, I think that little piece of cockiness that, that Shawn Michaels probably planted in me at a very young age is probably maybe why I'm a little bit cocky and confident right now. That was your first probably fake it till you make it kind of deal. That's right? what I was yeah, <laughs> totally. Wow, good point. Good point. Yeah, that's absolutely. another. That's another big one is the fake it till you make it, right? Because we go back to the stories that we're telling ourselves 
you might have told yourself at that time, I'm not a confident person, but I'm going to do this thing anyway, right? Like, I'm not a confident person, but fuck it, what's the worst that can happen? Yeah. After you do that enough times, you're like, well, the track record shows I must be a confident person if I'm always doing this kind of a lot of shit. I think you kind of have right? to be confident to like, an attempt to fake it till you make it. Oh, for sure. There has to be some degree there. Yeah, for sure. That's true. Yeah, yeah I never definitely. thought about that. The, yeah. the courage or bravery or... Just to try, to the courage just to try. Yeah. To show up even, you know? Some people could have sure. such a lack of courage that I'm not going to put myself in that situation because it's too scary. And that's what I'm saying to like sometimes tag along with there's some friends that are a little more outgoing than you and you know that you might be pulled into something that you're not, you're uncomfortable with. But those are good experiences. Mm. Very good in my opinion. Mm -hmm. so. So within, like you have kind of a safety net, like within reason pushing yourself sort of thing? Yeah, so I mean, for example, let's say... Because to go back to what Rico said, you would have you would have to have confidence to say, I want to surround myself with friends that make me uncomfortable. True, but there's a lot of people, I'm just using something very generic, uh, for example. Let's say, for example, you go, some of your some of your group of friends that you know, that let's say you go to karaoke or something like that, where someone is kind of not sitting in the spotlight, but someone's kind of more center. And if you, let's say, tagged along with friends that never go and they're always wallflowers and that's who you're always comfortable with, if you have the opportunity to take along with maybe a group that kind of forces their friends to potentially go sing, that's a good experience to even put yourself in. But I understand what you're saying in the sense that it's hard to get there. Mm -hmm. But start small in, my, in what I'm saying. Do you know what I mean? Even if it's even if it's someone that you know that you go to uh, a lounge for drinks or a uh, bar downtown or something like that, and if you know that you can tag along with friends that have the kind of ability to strike up conversation with strangers, strangers take up that opportunity because you might be not be the one striking up the conversation, but it will lend itself in the future, I feel, over time if you expose yourself enough to it. Well, it's just like we've said so many times, it's like you want to make money, you hang out with people who make Absolutely. money. You want to be, yeah, you want to be good and you want to have a great relationship, you hang out with people who have great relationships, Yeah. right? Absolutely. Yeah. Another one too, like you made a good point, I don't know what came first, the confidence or the embracing losses to give the inverse of what I was saying earlier about collecting wins is like, you gotta get comfortable with failing. You gotta, you, you just, mm. you have to get comfortable with discomfort to a certain to, yeah. to a certain extent, right? Like, just in general and everything, like you gotta just, what for me, I almost embrace, like I learn a lot more from a loss I deserve than a win that I didn't, right? So I'm like, fuck it, just mm. like, this is my challenge. What can I, what can I extract? What can I soak up from that loss that I just had? And That's I almost like, the like Navy that. SEAL motto is be comfortable with being uncomfortable. Yeah. Like okay. It can lend itself to so many. Okay, now, now I'm going to get a little bit tough in this conversation. Where did that come from? This is what I was saying. I don't know. I don't know what come. It's chicken or the egg. Like, 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 like am, I, am I just so privileged to say, well, I had the confidence that I didn't have anxiety disorder that I even showed up to work at 7 11 15. There are some people who wouldn't have even applied because they don't have the confidence. Maybe it's not like for like action. I was kind of saying it like everyone's everyone's different and, and, and my level of confidence is different. Like I look at Shawn Michaels as a role model. Maybe somebody looks at, I, I don't know, somebody who's less confident, who's just a slightly more confident. So if you're calling- One, two, three, kid. One, two, one, two, three, kid, man. <laughs> exactly. But it's it just a wrestling, wrestling reference. But what it comes down to is what's your level of confidence? Like on a scale of one to 10, maybe there's people who are at ones. Maybe when I was working at 7-Eleven, I was a four. And I need to find somebody who's like an eight to take me there. Well, if that other person who's sitting at a one, like there's Shawn Michaels, they might completely think something different of him. Right. So maybe someone who's a one needs to find somebody who's just a little bit more confident than two. 
So if you have kids or friends, maybe don't give don't don't give them a role model who's way too far out there. It's almost scary. Yeah, it's it's too intimidating. Like, oh my god, going in front of a whole but bunch of people. Isn't like that, that? But isn't that isn't that what your dad gave you that made you feel super uncomfortable? Yeah. He gave yeah. himself as a role model, and you just were in a in a state. Because my dad did that to me too. Yeah. He did, this guy didn't know, didn't let up at all. He'd be in McDonald's and I'd be like, yeah. yo, dad, keep your voice down. Why? Dad, keep I, your voice down? Why? What? Yo, Shh. why are you talking so loud? I'm not talking loud. It's like, this motherfucker. Know where he gets it from now. Apple <laughs> fall apart. Oh, no, no. These guys, those apples lying on top of McDonald's. So he's not talking loud. I need to be louder. Yeah, yeah. 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 honestly. I'm not talking to your dad. Yeah. Okay, but let me ask you a stupid question, okay? Where, where your dads were at, you know, as far as confidence level. Give me a number, and then give me a number where you guys are probably. 10, 11. Your dad was at 11. You were at like a This what? guy was the most confident guy ever. That's where I pull a lot of my confidence from, and optimism, and all that kind of stuff. All the life lessons that I, I presently have, most of them come from my dad when I think about it. So maybe just because you live he so close to him, you can get he, away he with that. Formed me, he formed me into the person that I, I essentially am. So because you lived with him, that influence is very powerful over you. So if he oh, was yeah. at 11, you didn't have a choice. You could not run away from that man, you know? <laughs> good luck. You both Hey, good luck. Hopefully you come out alive. <laughs> but if you're gonna if you're gonna introduce an outside like a third party role model, I don't know. I, I think maybe a little bit too much could be scary. This is where it gets complicated with how you raise your children. Yeah. You know? No, like, you, you you hit the it's like the mold locks principle, think, right? It's matching the challenge to their capability for I, sure. I, I think I think I think as parents you should strive to be you should be the role model for your kids mm. because they're going to be learning yeah, from for your for sure but it's just right? like i think like let's give a sports analogy if you're playing basketball you're not going to go hard on is you're not going to give your best effort you're going to match the challenge with your daughter to teach her the skills and the lessons that she needs to learn you know what i mean like if you were to play at your full capability that would be of no interest to her I'd crush her and be like oh fuck this why that's why what you say that, right? there's a guy online right now he's a He's a genius. His name is Gary Vaynerchuk. And he is adamant when he says this. He goes, I will not let my son Xander ever, ever beat me in basketball. Because I don't want to give him false hope, false confidence that, that like the eighth place trophy, yay, you're good. No, I want to show him that there's people out there who are better than him. And then when he gets older, I'm going to say, you keep practicing and you get better than dad. You haven't beat me yet, get better. He goes, I will not let my son score a basket until he actually earns it. It's, I know it's polar opposite and a lot of people disagree with it, but... Is there some validity to that? No. What does that help I think with? what I'm saying is like, it's it's a fool's errand to play your child in basketball. I'm never gonna play my kid one-on-one -on -one because I don't wanna have to lie to her and be like, oh, you beat daddy, right? Like, I understand. I'm gonna I, teach her I the see. skills that it's like, and encourage her based on that. And then mm -hmm. once she gets to the point that she's oh, capable enough to actually challenge me on one-on-one, -on -one, yeah, I'd be glad to. I understand, you know what I, mean? I understand. I thought yeah. you meant that you were gonna let her win. If I no, that I like, no, I like that. Yeah, that is cool. So, I, I, like I agree that. with Erlen as well. You teach them, yeah, you teach them all the skills that they need. It's not necessarily that you're gonna go. And you're not like so. You're so you're telling them to try to post me up, like smacking every ball out of their hand. Like what good does that do? Gary V, Gary V, if you see this, this makes sense to you. I'm sorry, guy. I, I liked your philosophy at first. Thought it was good. These guys, no, no bueno, apparently. Yeah, I'm not trying to stomp Isabella out in basketball. That's what I'm saying. Right? Like, like, I know, bro, you're the by the way, by the way, yeah. Gary V, man, if Gary V, if you actually see this, or if some of your people see this, oh, we're trying wines here every single week. Send us some empathy, man. Send us some empathy. Let's give it a try. Send us a case. Send us this one is, bottle. This is wine? Yeah, so his story, great story. Oh, I don't want to go on this tangent. I'll make it quick. <laughs> he, uh, 
he, um, his family's from Russia. They moved here, moved to New Jersey. His dad uh, started working in a wine store, bought a wine store. He grew up in a wine store, took it from three million to 65 million in a wine store. The man started his own show called Wine Library TV where he literally started on, on a camera, super small, one thing made a show, and he became famous as the wine guy. Uh, went on Conan O'Brien and everything. And then after that, he turned into like the Twitter guy. He got very popular on Twitter. At the very end, he said, you know what? I'm going to, um, I'm gonna build the biggest like Death Star, biggest marketing agency in New York City. All the this is a great actually tie in the confidence. I'll bring this back in. He went to New York City and said he was gonna build the biggest marketing agency. Get the hell out of here. Marketing agencies in New York City, they're massive. They've been there for like 50 plus years. They have all the connections, all the contacts. Hey, to get out of here, wine boy, get out of here, Twitter boy. That's what they were actually telling him. Fast forward eight years later. He's running like a $250 million marketing agency that's kicking the shit out of all the other traditional agencies. You wanna talk about confidence, bravado? This man has mad confidence, mad bravado, and I actually watch his YouTube show called The Daily V, and I watch this on the regular, because it's like, literally, the man's so full of confidence, so full of knowledge, so I watch, but his confidence is, it, it radiates, and naturally watching him, you feel confident, which it's is great. so weird, but that level of confidence, helped him do remarkable things. House in the Hamptons, investor in Facebook, Twitter, grew a marketing company, still grew a marketing company. His, his whole goal, his whole goal is to one day buy the New York Jets. Mm. And he said when he moved here, the reason he wants to buy the New York Jets is because he couldn't afford Jersey. He was like, you know what, one day I'm gonna buy the Jets. And honestly, no bullshit, I think he's gonna do it. The reason he's doing it. How cool is that? He's got a great story. He's That's building a marketing crazy. agency and his whole strategy is he's gonna go buy um, underpriced companies, when the recession hits, companies are gonna be selling off on the, on the penny, on the dollar, on the dime, whatever. He's gonna go buy those, those, those underpriced companies, put them through his marketing ship, build those companies up so he'll go with like K-Swiss, Hubba Bubba, like companies that, you know, uh, uh, Puma, companies that don't get a lot of hype anymore, people kind of forgotten about them, he's gonna rebuild them back up with his marketing machine and then sell them back for, you know, 10 times the price. And after he sells him back, that's how he's gonna go build his, uh, or buy the Jets. His story is of ultimate confidence. And if you ask him where he gets his confidence from, he had a story, his dad. Mm. Yeah. He got his confidence from his dad, man, that's cool. Right, yeah. his dad gave him the work ethic, right? Yeah. And it's funny, like, I think the same thing, like, like my pops gave me so much confidence, you know what I mean? Just the fact that I could do stuff. My dad would always say like, don't ever settle. Don't ever work for somebody. Always do this yourself. And the fact that my dad even gave me, it felt like my dad gave me permission to say, Go do this. Don't work for somebody else. You never want to do that. You know, go work for yourself. You can do this. You know, go out there and make money. I was like, he's right. I am going to do that. And I never forgot that. Those little things are, you know, even in 7-Eleven where I'd screw up something, my dad would be like, here, this is how you do it. You just got to figure out how to do it properly. Let me show you the math. Let me show you how to do that. I'm like, oh, there's a way around it. You know, just that constant support. But again, I think it's important about the people that you surround yourself with on a regular basis. Yeah. It comes back to what we talked about at the very beginning. What are you doing to build other people's confidence, whether it's your kids? with your friends, with there's people in your community. What are you doing to build their confidence? I think that we can focus on a lot on how we build, but we should equally put enough emphasis on how we build others up. I think that's key. Mm -hmm. I think we've already identified that, but um, any other ways that we build self-belief in each other, boys? Anything else? A lot of great takeaways. I just think your, your comment on work ethic uh, is important too, because I think like, for me, I, I, I feel like I could do anything and it because a lot of that is because of my work ethic that, like I'm not afraid of a challenge and so it's like you ask me to do something that I have no um, background in or no knowledge of and 
if I need, I, I'm fully confident that I, I can do it. I'll go figure it out. The information's out there. I can go do it, right? So um, I think, yeah, like it's really important to have a strong work ethic in order to, that'll really help drive you to. So you need self-discipline to build confidence? Yeah, I think so. I thought you were going to make a tech joke there. So you need self-discipline? I should have. I, I should have. I missed the opportunity. <laughs> I should have missed the opportunity. <laughs> really? But then, like, you need self-discipline to build confidence? What do you think? Because I know there's some confident people on there that don't necessarily have good discipline. I think it helps. I, I will say, like, being, like, preparedness and, like, uh, being studious, all that kind of stuff can build confidence, right? Say you're going into an exam, Education. The, when you're at your 1% study mark, you're super unconfident. You write the exam tomorrow, you're going to be feeling, holy fuck, this is not going to go well. But as right. you prepare, as you study, as mm, you get yeah. towards the end the goal, guess what? Yeah. You're going to be more confident about mm. writing that exam. Mm. You're going to be more confident about uh, pursuing a specific test or whatever else. So preparedness definitely does, will make you more confident. Well, 100%. Right. They even say that's being studious, a lot being of people, hardworking. There's no question. People that have uh, phobias. Yeah. To really, you know, remove the arrogance in the sense that, uh, or the, I should say, the ignorance in the sense that educate yourself. Like a lot of people with irrational phobia, right? Study f spiders. They said like, if you're really afraid of spiders, study them. Find out what they do, how they act, what they eat, which ones are harmful, what could harm you, and just that, just that gaining of education will make you less fearful. That makes sense. Mm. <clears throat> okay. Cool. I like that, boys. Really good takeaways, boys. Really, really enjoyed those. Those are awesome. Um, before we end, I will say... We're not ending. We're, we're, oh. we, we got one more thing. We got oh, one more okay. Thing. Well, let me throw this in here. Please. I'm going to give you a little kudos for the two weeks ago, that little thing you said about uh, uh, that my golden nugget from that episode about uh, uh, associating pain and pleasure to uh, specific oh, yes. tasks. Yes, correct. Yeah. 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 Okay. And, and, uh, <coughs> and like, uh, trying to become... Yeah, and trying to become <laughs> trying to become more motivated to like do stuff and I was always wondering like why am I not more motivated to do specific tasks or whatever else. I employed that uh, that strategy and I was hyper, hyper um, motivated and successful through that week before I fucked my appendix up. No doubt. Like man. I was I legitimately it, like that's for a second. So what did you mean? What was the thought process? Um so like for whatever reason like uh I had associated like so I, I had I had mentioned one thing about like CY8 like well, well what would I do to motivate me? So how do I create my eight in terms of motivation? Right? Oh, yes, I remember. right? And because I was feeling very <coughs> lackadaisical, I was very, feeling very like, well, I'm comfortable right now. Do I really need to put in more work with the loud factory or with this or with eBay or whatever the hell I happen to be doing? Do, do I need to do some more work? It's everything's moving along. Do I need to do more? And and the answer was obviously yes. I was just being a lazy motherfucker. So I you took it, I, I took that principle away and that week I got so much stuff done. The loudfactory.ca looks awesome. Uh, the like all the different things that I put my mind to, I was able to get some good achievements out of. So I love it, man. That's beautiful. I yeah. love that you used it, man. Yeah, I really love did. that you used it. I hope that so many others used a lot of the stuff that we talk about on a regular basis. Like that's the thing. Like I don't. Some people might sit here and the wrong people will watch and take it the way they want to take it. But I think some people might sit here and maybe think all oh, these guys and their high horses or whatever. These guys think they're so good. Man, uh, the reason I say that is because I did receive some feedback like that. I want to hear about this after, but I, I want to interrupt you for just Please. a moment and say, like, I am here, I started coming here for fucking selfish reasons, like, I am continually humbled so 
by the dudes around this table and like I'm here because I know I don't fucking know everything and the, the opinions and perspectives that you guys bring to the table help me from Thursday to Thursday more than I probably could help anyone who was listening or watching here so I am definitely not on a high horse thinking I have shit figured out I'm here because you guys are my fucking sounding board my support group the panel that keeps me going week to week so I'm taking more from this mm -hmm. than if anyone out there takes from it I'm perfectly happy so Love it. Just, just. I to, agree, man. I'm the same way. Yeah. Cut it off at the head. I don't like. I don't think I have my shit figured out. So. No, I don't think any of us think no, that way. No. And the reason why well, none of us think you have your shit figured out. Absolutely. I'm fine with it. I'm kidding. Honestly, when it comes down to it, I, I look at this as an opportunity for me to learn. I come here at selfish reasons to learn, yeah. and selfish yeah. reasons because number one, I love hanging with my boys. Yeah. To be able to incorporate people that you love into your life on a regular basis is I a think it's a fucking great thing. Yeah, I think it's important. It's a great thing. Honestly, it's a joy in my life. Like I look forward to yeah. Thursday evenings, man. And then when Rico challenged us and says, after this, you know, like why don't we go bowling afterwards? I'm like, why not, man? Why not? I would love to dust you today. You can't make excuses today. Well, I mean, you can make it huge. I mean, they say I can't even hold anything over five pounds. I'll, I'll have these bowling or mini bowling. Or yeah. or yeah. That's right. How is it going to look when he beats you? No, get out of here. You know what? That's Sorry, we're going to take that this. That is a legitimate risk. We're going to take this topic and, keep, and, and go on to a new topic next week, but we're into this right here. That is this week's episode of Brain Jiu Jitsu. Great conversation about building confidence. And uh, again, Oh, my man. Thank you so much. Appreciate that. Okay, takeaways, golden nuggets. Top golden nugget from today. Uh, two. Well, actually, I'm going to I'm gonna share one let, that wasn't in the podcast, but uh, from the podcast, be the cheerleader. I like that. Like, not only surround yourself with cheerleaders, but just the, the giving positivity, how much that, like, a rising tide lifts all boats sort of thing. Like, that brings you up as well as whoever you're complimenting. I love that. So that was my key takeaway from the podcast, but I... I owe you uh, another key takeaway from the day that I got to share with you guys. When I visited this man earlier, I shared with him two kind of challenging situations that I had. One with my wife where um, we were supposed to go out for, I can't even remember, just some killing time, whatever, but we were going to go out together and it took her a long ass time to get ready. And I was disproportionately upset about wasting time, like completely unreasonable overreaction about it uh, in hindsight. But... Uh, I think, actually, the story that I told you first was about me wasting all that money, right? Bought all these clothes, baby clothes. It turns out I bought for a newborn, and my child is, like, big enough. He's too big right Get now. Get out of here. Clothes, like, really? NBA star, man. Hell yeah. And like, we're, we're, we're working on this, man. So, um, <laughs> so she pointed out to me how I bought a bunch of clothes that were too small, and I was just kind of like, well, you know what? Like, whatever. We'll use them, or we'll give them away to someone else. It'll get used. At the end of the day, even if it's eighty dollars that I wasted, it's it's what I don't care. Like yeah, I'm not yeah. worried about it, right? Yep. But then when it came to wasting time to go out to, I think it was the mall or coffee or whatever, I was vexed. Like this woman <laughs> thinks I got half an hour. I'm losing my mind. I don't know why it's so one-sided with me, right? Like I can't stand wasting time. When it comes to wasting money, I'm not that bothered. But it's funny in the first situation this man's like totally agreeing with me he's like whatever yeah you wasted 80 bucks no big deal and then i told him the second one expecting him to support me and be like can you believe how long it's gonna take he's like whatever sometimes we get some like willy-nilly and then he was telling me like once you get on this whatever train you can't pick and choose the situation. <laughs> i was like Yo, that's such a good well, fucking point. Like, this man's <laughs> default setting is just, just is. who cares, <laughs> Default. It doesn't matter what it was, right? In my mind, I'm following this flowchart. Like, was it this? Then you should be upset. Was it that? Don't worry about it, right? But his is like, just 
Who cares? <laughs> God, I love it. So I don't always agree, but it's a good starting point to ask myself, like, is it really that fucking important? It should it should start with that question. I'm still gonna get vexed at shit you're not gonna get vexed at, but at yeah, least yeah. if I start there, the stuff that doesn't matter will bother me less. That situation shouldn't have bothered me as much, but when you put it in that perspective, I was like, yeah, yeah. I should start. That's Once you get on the whatever train, you can't just choose to get off, man! That's awesome. That's awesome. So that was, uh, that was definitely a key takeaway for earlier. Yeah, I love it. What else, boys? Other golden nuggets? I, I really liked uh, what Gray said about how, uh, you know, a doctor it might not be unique, or a lawyer might not be unique, or someone who plays uh, NBA or uh, basketball might not be unique, or who's from Iraq might not be unique. But when you put all those different unique things together, that makes a unique individual that can be in and of itself empowering and can give you a unique perspective that's, that's can make someone a confident, empowered person, unlike any other person. I thought that was interesting. Mm. It's a, a point that you've touched on in a different way before, Beautiful. but it's a nice way to kind of Love reiterate that, that thing. I, I like that one. What you boys? Mine was mine was very much the same. Um, how yeah, really like almost taking a step back and looking at all of your attributes that make you really unique, right? Because it said the world doesn't need another doctor. We laugh now. I was like, no, this But yeah, like I know, like I, I, I had a conversation with someone recently that wanted to go into education, but they're like, you know, it's so hard to become a teacher in the city that's super yeah. saturated, blah, 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 you know, but I would make a really good teacher for all these factors, right, that they listed off, but it sounded like they were almost made up in their mind that I have to pick another route because this isn't going to work, but it's like, yeah, really, is. you know, you're not just another teacher, right? You're all these little combinations, right? Mm -hmm. um, so I thought that was really cool. I was just sitting here the whole time thinking, you should give this man a run for his money and create your own little business, uh, like <laughs> CY8 plus two. <laughs> I love it, baby. Little friendly competition. Let's do it. CY9. CY9. Yeah. You want CY8? I go CY9. Yeah. So why is it over eight? <laughs> I love it. So good. I love it. <laughs> How about you, James? Good job on that. Uh, just with you, kind of your comment um, about the guy at uh, the gym. You know, just this guy obviously worked really hard to get where he's at. Um, so I think it's just kind of trying to take a little more time and notice other people. Because I work with a lot of people and just notice their achievements and you know and point it out to them and give mm -hmm. them you know compliments. You know what I mean? Because I know it's gonna, it will benefit me and I. There's, it's debatable for doing it for selfish reasons, but just to bring people up because there are a lot of people that you know that put in a lot of effort that don't get any recognition. Yeah. That's what we're we all love it. No one no one doesn't like being recognized for something they're doing. So I think just making the just reminded me to be more conscious or cognizant of making confidence to people that are deserving for sure. Beautiful man. Uh, confidence equals confidence. Love that. Double down on your strengths. It's a great, uh, just something very simple, easy to remember. Competence builds confidence. I'm gonna remember that, man. I appreciate that takeaway. That is this week's episode of Brain Jiu Jitsu. Listen, I love that wine. The Menage a Trois is fantastic, but anytime you bring 19 primes in here, that that's is 19 easily. primes is, is that's solid. a deadly fucking wine. So good, it's so good. It's consistent it's too. Cool. That's a different one, yeah. yeah. It's good, man. I just yeah. love it. I gotta hit that winery. Yeah. No, I'm okay. All right, everybody, that is this week's episode. Again, for the BJJ crew, 
is James, Sean with the Loud Factor, myself, Ryan Calajari with the Resilience Prescription, Arlen Gray, Arlen Gray on Twitter, that's Rico. It's systematic. It's automatic. <laughs> it's hydromatic. <laughs> <laughs> it's a grease of lightning. <laughs> you motherfuckers, man. Look at that shit. As soon as he took off his shirt, just buy something. I could not laugh. Yo, where the smokes? Put the smokes in the sleep bag. Seriously. <laughs> Well done. Well done. You can't suck it.